I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G'day and welcome to this week's Farms Advice podcast where we talk everything agribusiness. This week wraps up our September conversations and they've been absolutely tremendous where we've covered variating lentils, finding the opportunities within agriculture and also for yourself and how to start your succession plan, a very vital conversation to be having with your family and to tick it off now. But today on the show, we have Angus Brody from Horizon Grazing to take us through how he started selling their family beef straight to the consumer, learning about customers, what they want, what they don't want, what sort of cuts that they're trending towards and how he can market his products. So before we dive into today's episode, if you do like this episode and you get something out of it, make sure you follow us on social media. And give us a plug, a share, so that we can grow this podcast to help reach other farmers, Australian farmers out there, needing to seek excellent information from the farmers themselves, just like Angus is from Queensland. So let's dive in and see what it's all about. Welcome to the Farms Vice podcast today, Angus. Thanks very much for coming on. Is this your first podcast that you've done? Yeah, it is, Jack. Yeah, so yeah, cheers, mate, for reaching out. It's a good podcast. So I um, yeah, enjoy listening. So it was a bit of a mix. Is it? I reached out probably a week before, and Emily Moon actually nominated you at yes. the end of her podcast. So a bit of a double whammy there. Highly yeah, sought yeah. after. <laughs> yeah. So a fun fact I just learned before talking with you. What is your? What's the local watering hole? For where you call home up at Cloncurry, near Cloncurry anyway. Yeah, so McKinlay is a little town that um, our property is, well, relatively next door to. Um, so the pub there is the Walkabout Creek Hotel, which is uh, the pub out of uh, Crocodile Dundee. So 
yeah, that's my claim to fame. Yeah, that's pretty- had, a, had a fair few beers there at the uh, walkabout. It's a good pub. Yeah, that's pretty surreal. I'll have to buddy get up there <laughs> once all these border closes yeah. go down. Yeah. Um, it'd be pretty cool to have that as your local pub, I bet. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. So Beautiful, mate. Thanks for coming on today. Before we get down to agribusiness, give us a bit of who's Angus and where have you come from and what's your connection to agriculture where you see fit? Yep. Okay, so, um, yeah, Angus Brody. I was born at Redland Park, which is up near McKinlay, um, which is, yeah, northwest Queensland, like up near Cloncurry, Mount Isa, Julia Creek, that area. Um, so, yeah, born there, then, then lived there, went to boarding school, down in Toowoomba where I currently am and um, yeah, school there and uni in Brizzy. And then um, how I'm connected to ag, I sort of my first job out of uni was actually with uh, Tees as a cattle buyer um, for yeah, Tees Brothers, which was yeah, fantastic. Did like four years there with Jeff Tees as a yeah. cattle buyer. So that was, yeah, uh, well mainly, yeah, Rocky and Bill Wheeler, um, those two plants. Um, and then, then, yeah, moved back home for a bit, which was great to get back to home and managed uh, home through till like 2019. And then since then, we've sort of, which is how you and I have connected, uh, started Rise and Grazing, which is the uh, paddock to plate um, service that, yeah, we're running from, get our yeah, grass-fed cattle from McKinley, from Redland Park, and then, yeah, mainly uh, targeting direct to consumers um yeah which has been really cool really cool to see see our steaks bloody in a packet yeah yeah definitely that's what i love about it is that you as a farmer you're not just selling it and waving goodbye on a truck you can actually see the packaging and you can actually play around with that packaging and get a bit creative however you want to do it to package your own thing but what is pretty cool is you're sending your produce down to Toowoomba as a home base for your meat for Horizon Grazing. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. So, which I, yeah, our cattle, uh, born there then, well, I actually get a little bit of adjustment from my in-laws place at Gundy, which is handy. So we send like some fat cattle down there and then they get slaughtered in Toowoomba now and butchered up in Toowoomba um, and got wonderful butchers here that uh, chop the, sorry portion cut them into you know how how we want them package them up um and then from there yeah it gets distributed all through the southeast queensland well most of victoria's new south wales and um but which is really cool one of our biggest markets is actually going back up north so back up to like mount isaac cloncurry um yeah which is really cool that sort of was a bit unexpected we thought that you know we'd target down here in the sort of more populated areas, but yeah, it's really cool to see people loving it and jumping on it um, up there. Yeah, well, it looks really cool on Instagram anyway, so if anyone wants to go and check out Horizon Grazing, go have a shot. How did it start for Horizon Grazing? What pushed you to it? Was it yourself or your family um, were always looking that way or you just thought, shit, I need to be able to go direct to consumer and sort of tell my own story, narrative for beef? Yeah, um, I... Don't know really to be to be honest it's something that um was probably uh lots of the layers i suppose uh lots of people will have that sort of you know as you said you don't would love to see the their product if it's beef or 
whatever you're growing, go past, as you said before, like, you know, put them on track, wave them off. So I suppose that's always sort of been a bit of a idea and um, that sort of floated around. And then um, what really kick-started, I suppose, is uh, 2019, we'd sort of gone through succession planning and my sister and her husband, Lockie, sort of, uh, they moved back home and which was great. They wanted to be part of the business. So that sort of enabled me and my partner, Joe, to move back down to Toowoomba, which we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of enabled us to kick this off. I got a job with Q Rider actually, with, which is like Queensland government, like ag banking. Um, and then sort of when I was working for them and had a bit more spare time, I started mulling it over and yeah, it all just sort of, um, sort of happened start of, yeah, so start of last year and then yeah, we launched November, 2020. Very cool. So, Launching in a pandemic, how did that go? And like, what did you find it challenging? Was awesome. or- it, was, it was, yeah, which is really funny. It was so much better because um, especially delivering to people's homes. Now everyone's buddy at working from home. So delivery wise, it was, yeah, it was awesome. And people really started to embrace that. You can get food delivered to your home. Yeah, the pandemic was weirdly really convenient in that terms. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting that you can get food delivered to your door, but more individual sort of brands like Horizon Grazing yeah, of like just getting your meat, really? so your different sorts of food groups getting sent to your door. How how does that happen? So you go online and you're ordering straight from the website and where is it being yep. packaged? It gets all packaged and um, your order gets packed here at the butchers in Toowoomba. So they do everything um, and then from there... Yeah, it just gets distributed through various chains, which is yep. yeah. And as like we're only growing, so it's not um, not huge yet. But yeah, we we're getting there. Um, but yeah, it's that was always a bit of a nightmare trying to work out that logistics, and um, still is. Yeah, definitely that'll be one of the challenges. Yeah, definitely. I think especially when you need to keep the meats quite cool and you need to preserve it. Yeah shelf life i suppose and then getting it to the customer within a timely time frame but before we get stuck into horizon grazing what does the farm operation the station property operation look like yep. up north that allows you to create create this product and turn it into this packaged beef that we all love yep um so we've we're all uh mitchell Grass Downs is yep. sort of the country type up there. Um, so it's all be just wide open plains. Um, and yeah, we run at home. Uh, yeah, enterprises, we sort of be able to cut down on the breeders a bit, just have like a cool, cool breeding herd for, you know, a bit of drought mitigation. Yep. Um, and then we also do, yeah, trade in opportunistic times. Um, so yeah, and we're, yeah, very, you got Hannah and Lockie who are up there. My sister's a vet actually, so um, which is bloody Works handy. very well on farm. Yes, so yeah, which is great. Um, so yeah, that's that's home. We, we, I was just up there last weekend. Hopefully, yeah, Joe and I plan on moving back up to the northwest in the next year or two. That's the ultimate goal because, um, yeah, we love it up there. It's such a, such a great spot. Um, but yeah, I was just up there on the weekend and yeah, it's looking good. Like this time of year is always a dry time because we sort of only get summer rain 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, plenty of grass, fat cattle, so can't complain at all. So it's up, looking good. up there, you're relying on the wet season, aren't you, to replenish yeah. your soil and get your yeah. grass so, going? Yep. So it, yeah, it rains. Well, hopefully it starts in November and finishes, um, you know, March thereabouts. That's ideal, but um, obviously they can be quite varied and yep. short. And um, yeah, but then we sort of, that feed then sets us up for the rest of the year. So we go as one of the biggest things. And I think sort of most people and well, most businesses, doesn't matter what you do is a budget. So, you know, we make sure we do our grass budgets at the start of the year. So we know how much is in front of us and then make a decision on buying, selling. Um, yeah. Based on that. So I think that's sort of the principles that most cattle producers are starting to realize now that we're not cattle producers. We're, you know, grass growers first and foremost, and then yep. got to manage that right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that takes it back to yourself. You're saying that the family's keeping the core breeders to there that can allow for that. If that drought does come by, you're set and ready. And also it probably goes to help horizon grazing, not getting shut down. If you have yeah. to offload a lot of cows. So you've got more depending yeah. on your farm operation now. Yeah, that's right. I think that's what, um, we're striving to, and I think that's what is the hardest part in the in agriculture. And we were just talking about it before off air about just yeah. you know it's either dry or it's bloody wet, and like you know it's too wet down south, and just the fluctuations. It's bloody, yeah. It's that's um, what I suppose. Yeah, we're trying to through through our reducing our core number of breeders and trading more to you know horizon grazing, which hopefully might one day be a be a big avenue for our sale cattle. So, yeah. Yeah, very cool. So talking about peaks and troughs, what sort of peaks yeah. and troughs have you had and challenges of setting up horizon grazing within a pandemic and like actually learning all this stuff yourself, building a website, marketing your product and actually getting it to yeah. consumers? Yeah, well, yeah, lots like, um, yeah, as I said, like just building website, like uh, my girlfriend, Jo, she was very good at that and like, yeah all the social media, that kind of stuff like that is not my favourite jam, to be honest. Um, you know, social media before this and still really isn't, but that's, it's such a great avenue for, as you know, like being able to tell a story. And um, so, yeah, that's all, all been the learning curve. And like, yeah, I wouldn't have ever thought two years ago, you could tell me that we could build a website that, you know, has such a great functionality as it is. So yeah, lots of, Lots of learning curves, lots of, um, yeah, and I think challenges as well. Like just probably uh, changing it. Our biggest challenge at the moment is probably changing people's buying habits, which isn't yeah. something that's easy at all. Um, you know, people still still love going to the supermarket and even though they love the story of Horizon Grazing and the many other people like us that are sort of doing that paddock to plate people love that idea and say oh i can't wait to buy some but they finish work at five o'clock they get in their car and they go to the supermarket they see a bit of yeah meat there or chicken or pork and it's just easy and like yeah i totally agree so that's probably one of the one of the challenges at the moment i suppose which is like yeah that's the whole um whole paddock to plate um you know that's yeah yeah selling that story i think convenience sells and people just find it a lot easier at the shelf 
But if you're able to create a bit of a story around it and what, how, like, it's cool that it's come all the way up from up north and it's yeah. coming down to the consumers' tables in, like, around Toowoomba and everywhere. But how how have you seen, like, the sort of trends of, like, what people are ordering off you? Have you started to see, like, what, what your favourite cuts are or what you have to change or how can you introduce this new cut that you sort of need to sell? It's just sitting yeah, there. Well- yeah, it's quite interesting, and because um, uh, at the start, and you know, you think, okay, you I feel it, you feel it, like those cuts that you don't have as much. You know, I was like, oh, like it's going to sell out a lot quicker, but it's interesting, I suppose, and the price factor of how that priced yeah. is, it means that most people will buy one I feel it, but they'll buy two kilos of mints, or I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to see that most people. Um. Yeah, we end up eating everything in the care. Everyone, everyone loves it all, from corn meat to the sausages. And I suppose yeah, the price factor and just people's dietary that we end up eating, e- eating a cow as a cow. I suppose without yeah, um, yeah, which was interesting. That's probably not something I was expecting. So yeah, there's been a few interesting little trends like that. I suppose. Yeah. Well, I saw on MLA someone shared the other day that like awful tongues tails everything like it's sort of like kept pretty cool and now it's spiked up so i I think a few people out there overseas as well domestic as well um are looking for the alternative even if it's a bit cheaper but like different proteins we're needing to seek all varieties of it for that so when you're boxing it up are people choosing and selecting their own sort of cuts or you just sort of you have a box set boxes for consumers Uh, so yeah uh, both at the moment so started off for the first little while we we're just doing set boxes like have say four or five boxes yeah um but now people can if they want to buy just some i feel it they can if they want to buy just mints you can get yeah, you can pick every cut um and add that to your cart so yeah which is really cool amazing and how often are you actually bringing sending some cows down to be slaughtered for horizon grazing uh, so we do, we're sort of running deliveries every fortnight at the moment. Yeah. Um, yep. So, which has been good. No major numbers. We're only doing a couple every fortnight, but. Um, it's still yeah. pretty good going a year into it and launching within a pandemic. Using word of yeah. mouth, what has been the main sort of driver for you and your sales between yourself and Joe? Joe on the social media bandwagon, what has pushed it, yeah. do you think? um yeah definitely just word of mouth so far and um yeah we've been yeah it's been really really good to hear people's feedback and had some wonderful feedback which is uh yeah it's just really exciting to see it grow and see repeat customers i think that's the you know especially when we're starting out i was like oh shit it's pretty easy to sell meat to mates and relatives for the first while but when we started getting random people hear about us and place an order and then when they came back and placed their second order that was yeah that that's been really cool to see that grow um and yeah just yeah as as my relatives have filled up on beef it's good good to see other people buying some yeah your mates can only buy so much can't they yeah that's it it's cool to like just see the proof in the pudding of what you've been doing for horizon grazing but for horizon itself how did you come about that name and 
Like, did you arm and ah about naming it? Or were you yeah, looking had, for some good yeah. SEO? Uh, definitely had lots of ums and ahs about it. And then mum actually came up with it. We were talking about like wanted something that epitomised free range um, yeah. because that's free range and grass fed because that's our two uh, things that we are so passionate about because, you know, our cattle live so, like they've got open paddocks of beautiful Mitchell grass. Like we really, they've got a, they're never in a pan and feed lot. So um, that sort of, I guess, was the inspiration for months ago. We've got such good horizons out here. So I think that's, that's how it came. And to be honest, once she said that, I was like, yep, that's, that's done. <laughs> Like yeah, it. it's pretty cool that your mum can actually name it and a bit of a story to back yeah. behind it. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a, um, yeah, definitely a lot of support from the rest of the family as well. Good stuff. So how big are you getting your cows up to before you're selling them, your steers? Before yeah, you so at the moment, up? these, at the moment, these fellas, yeah, we've got some big fellas, like they're averaging like 320, 330s kilo dressed at the moment. So some nice, big um older bullocks which is good yep. that's what i think best flavor like i that's my favorite thing to eat is a really big old fat grass-fed bullock delicious yeah you definitely can't beat grass-feds finishing them off on grass you definitely notice the different flavors from sheep to yeah beef as well it doesn't change um so for grass-fed how has that been telling your story are you telling your story um uh, and like coming up in the future with these consumer trends, how important do you think this is to horizon grazing, but also to the farm back home? Yeah, I think grass feds um, going to be, yeah, really big for us and important for us. Um, also comes with its massive challenges because yeah. like without the feedlot industry, like the uh, Australian beef industry would be, yeah, so far behind because be through that it sort of, paves the way for consistent eating and all that kind of thing so um which as we if we go into a drought we've got to have other avenues um which you know that's what it's a bit harder to have grass fed but yeah. we just like the ethos behind it we think it's tastes better and that's what we want to produce is yeah grass-fed beef and i think consumers that's a lot of a lot of, um, if someone's going to, yeah, that's one of their big reasons. If someone's arming and arming between us and another brand, this is what I've been told, they, they've sort of chosen us before that grass-fed um, yep. factor, which is, yeah, which is cool. Great because stuff. That's, um, yeah, sorry, yep. mate, you go. No, you're right. So for back home, chopping changing a bit between horizons and home, have you, yeah. up up north, have you introduced any technologies or techniques that allow you to manage your cattle a bit better or save you a bit of time and money? Something for the podcast I'm um, trying, to, trying to do is get people to think about new ideas. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, what some of the, so I suppose, yeah, we're, we're quiet when I was up there on the weekend. Um, and as I said, my sister is a vet, so that makes it so much easier, but just the importance of, well, with our bulls. So you testing all our bulls now um, yep. to ensure no point them in the paddock if they're not working. Um, and like EBVs, all that sort of, that's new technology. We mightn't really see it as technology sometimes, but, um, you know, I think that's a couple of vital things. Uh, we've got a walkover way system set up at home uh 
which is through a trial with Southern Gulf, I believe, um, which has been quite interesting. So we can see real-time data on what the cattle are doing. We just sold some steers because they just started slowing down. So uh, we'll might as well get rid of them. Um, might as well have that money in the bank than, uh, you know, them not putting on. So a few things like that, which is, yeah, really interesting. And just like listening to your podcast, it's sort of, shows how much uh, cool stuff like that's out there. And, yeah, we're pretty lucky that we um, have all that available to us if we, if we want to go searching for it. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, all the technology and techniques out there are only one click away. You can go on Google and pretty much search up anything to benefit your yeah. enterprise. But, like, what you're doing, measuring through EBVs and on the walkover way out to see when your cows are performing well or not performing, um, and it can just really yep. sit, help you in the longer run through throughout drought. So it can really help you and bring back yeah. to that core that you're running. But for Horizon Grazing, you've started, what have you been running nearly two years now? Uh, not quite a year. So not, so not yeah. quite a year. What are your five to 10 year goals with it? Bearing uh, we get a good um, collective seasons. Yeah. Oh, just to keep on. Just to keep on growing, just to keep on um, getting getting to do this, getting to be able to deliver people some bloody good meat from home, and um, which is yeah really rewarding. Some of the uh, seeing people cooking like our roast at Christmas, so I think that's yeah. pretty cool. So just hope to hope to just keep on growing and keep on being able to supply Aussie families as corny as it sounds. Just keep supplying Aussie families with some good beef. That's um, yeah, sort of five years' time, 10 years' time. Um, yeah, hopefully that it's – well, hopefully we're still going and that's an avenue that we can be um, putting more of our cattle through that way instead of going the traditional selling routes. Like if we can have that as a bit of a supply chain, that would be awesome. And, um, yeah, who knows? Like just – yeah, who knows? But um, exciting, whatever happens. Absolutely. Well, I think you got your systems pretty well under wraps and then like you just need to sort of scale that out once you have the consumers mm. there that know about your product, but you'll know when best time is to do that. So for today, what would be your one piece of farms advice that you'd pass on to another value adder for their family farm or where they're working? Something like just to get them going, what would you say? Oh, geez. Um, like research oh, or just- is it? Yeah, I think it's it's just to buddy have a have a crack, as silly as that sounds. Um, there's nothing like you can do your research and you've definitely got to do your research, but you've just got to just start because then once you start, you can see, oh, this isn't working. I've got to be able to start and then adapt, I suppose, would be the um, yeah, biggest thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And if all else fails, you've got the farm back home to lean back on. Well, but- yeah. And if all else fails, at least you've, yeah, at least you've, you've tried anyway. Yeah, at least you've had a crack, but it like could be down to timing for anyone out there looking for it. But it seems you've Definitely. timed it very well, or you can't really time it in the market anyway. But I'm sure you'll, you'll do quite well and we'll be pretty interested to see where you come in these next five to 10 years. Cheers, Jack. Appreciate that. So for you, a Queenslander and a value adder, who else would you like to hear on the Funds Vice podcast and why? 
Uh, yes, I was thinking about this. I, I'd actually really like to hear a uh, good man of mine, Luke Chaplin. He's uh, from Cloncurry. Uh, Luke, uh, he's just starting to um, get into the drone mustering and he's got some really, yeah, cool ideas and um, I'll send you a link to this video, Jack. That, yeah. So, um, yeah. Basically, replacing helicopters in you know up in North Queensland or wherever you are, um, you can do pretty much the same thing with a large drone, and um, lot yeah, obviously costs a lot less, and it's really cool kind of stuff that he's um, looking to get into. So he would be yeah, super interesting. He's super interesting bloke. He's a champion bronc rider. (laughs) Uh, had, Had his hand at acting. Um, yeah, good bloke. This sounds a bit of an all-rounder. You wouldn't really put bronc riding and drone driving in there as well, drone mustering. They don't really no. go hand-in-hand hand all the time. No, but, um, yeah, really interesting. And I think that is definitely definitely one of those uh, new technologies that will has a chance to yeah, change the way that we muster in, in certain areas. And, yeah, be really interesting. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to get him on. Well, thanks for coming on to the podcast as another value adder to our Farms Advice alumni. Really good to have you on. How can we get on and see what you're all about and even maybe order a box of meat? Yep. So uh, jump on to www.horizongrazing.com.au. You can read all about us there order your box um, or yeah, Instagram, Horizon Grazing, Facebook, Horizon Grazing, all the, all the usuals. Um, yeah. Jump on there and follow us along with what we're up to at home and um, yeah, delivering. So yeah. Well, good. Thanks for having me, Jack. It's been great. Beautiful. I'll put it all in the show notes so people can find you where yep. and what you're up to. Before you go, what's your favorite cut of beef? Oh, oh I actually a bit of a left field one. Don't reckon you go past corn, mate. Big bloody cool meat. Then the next day you got cool meat sandwich. That's my favorite. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. We'll talk soon. Cheers, Jack. Thanks for listening to episode 67. Nearly into the 70s, but thank you to Angus for giving us a detailed understanding of how he got started selling his family's beef straight to consumer, but also during a pandemic. A stellar effort. And I'll be watching along as they grow into themselves as well. Also, a big thank you to Emily Moon, a previous guest on the show, for nominating Angus as the person she wanted to hear on the podcast. So I hope you're able to take something away from this episode and think if it is something for you, something you could implement into your own enterprise and actually take action on what you hear if not no worries share it with a with a mate and find who might find it useful to help us grow australian farms if you have a question that you want answered on the podcast by a guest or by myself but more so the expertise send us a message online and i'll have the link in the description but until then next tuesday farm on Hey farmers, as you listen to the whole episode, I think you're the one that should be joining our farmers only mailbag 
where we give a little bit of special content, a fact, and also a bit of a wrap-up of what we're doing on-farm, but also with the podcast. So make sure you join that newsletter at farmsadvice.com.au. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.